Hello. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone out there. This is your host, Naziati Muhammad Yaqub. In Talk Architecture, continuing with the topic on theory of architecture regarding context first, form later. Part two, context, meaning people and relationships. How did I get to that topic of people and relationships? At the very basic, we know that context means the circumstances that form the setting for an event, the statement or idea, and in terms of which it can be fully understood. But with regard to architecture, you'd, you'd look to those keywords of setting for an event or setting for an architecture. That is the basic of it all. Those two words when regard of architecture. Now, the word setting in itself, citing, you know, to do with something that you need to, in this definition of setting, A place, the place or type of surroundings where something is positioned or where an event takes place. The place, the sense of place. You talk about the sense of place. Before you talk about the sense of place, you have to create the space. And then it is in a way cited or positioned. where events takes place. You're creating the sense of place when you talk about context in this regard, in architecture design, in architecture education. When you're trying to do a sense of place, you got to connect. Connect with whom? Connect with the person who you intend to design for. And that is the whole idea of creating a sense of place, that the person feels connected to the place, that you as the designer is connected to that person. It connect in the ability to empathize, ability to design for, ability to be in that person's eye, to see, to feel, or heart, or soul. So you can't take out people from context. And if Christopher Alexander said that context defines the problem of the design and that form is the solution to the problem, context seems to be something that is very tangible, actually. Though form you can see in sense, you know, the texture, the shape, light, form, form gives something, form articulates something. 
an expression of architecture, especially if the projects do with meditative space. Form does that, but architecture? How does architecture come about? When you define the context, well, and taking and you know being in that user that person the, the person who who is using the space and trying to make a sense of place and a series of events that could happen in the architecture in the setting that you create a new setting taking into account the old setting and creating a new setting transforming transfiguring the space that was originally before into a space that it is now in your mind's eye what can an architect do what can an architectural designer achieve they can achieve as best as they can because if you were talking about architecture education the student doing the project then they are limited they are limited by their ta- talents and creativity when you go back to design when you go back to the definition of design by Kevin Matlow which is the conversation now we're talking about conversation what goes in your mind back and forth all around the conversation between creativity and the context by the designer so a student of architecture just had about a year just had about a year and a half and trying to attempt a design through understanding precedence the lack of going about and traveling during covid-19 times what do you expect them to do the best attempt is actually to actually get into their get into their minds you know a designer have to be in touch with themselves that they have a mind a body and a spirit and a designer just have to realize that that getting in touch with themselves and actually trying to empathize with the user that is like a big jump in a way 21 year old student of architecture suddenly realize what architecture is about this giving meaning to forms justifying them giving reasons why you you articulating it that way even the attempt to articulate it the, not even knowing much about material not even knowing much about not you know not knowing because they haven't traveled they haven't understood they haven't they're just getting to the scale of things they just understanding volume and now they have to do something that to do with meditative space unless they understand what meditation is they understand what how solitude is important for a human being we assume that the student of architecture doing this project of meditative space actually appreciate spirituality or appreciate solitude or appreciate at least the condition of the the mental health to be good you know to have this chance to actually have uh 
a, a space which gives them calm, a space that is not noisy or not intrusive to their thoughts. Well, the very best that they can think about maybe is their bedroom. So this attempt for them to understand themselves is just a great thing. Not, I mean, just even to get to in touch with themselves, to understand that there is such a place like meditative space. And if you were to create um, prayer, a space for prayer, like a mosque or a church or a temple or even a yoga center, if you have chance to go and create the spaces and um, and trying to actually find a way to make it feel like you can focus on on something on on your meditation and your prayer. That's a big job, actually, in a way, because of the concepts of precedents that have done it before. And we're not talking about architectural precedent or by architects. I mean, not, not particular architects designing architecture, but just the concept of the prayer without the architect, you know, the, why some buildings the, by the non-architects could be contemplative spaces themselves because of comfort, because of, because of the way it's situated. So the setting, again, I want to talk about the settings and how that is very important in actually dealing with context in actually identifying the problem. If there's very little context, then the additional design that you're actually transforming the space will create a new context, obviously. And that's one thing that people don't do because, you, you know, you're not what you just to consider context the existing context, and then you consider the brief and you consider the people that's going to use them, but you don't consider how eventually the desired outcome is going to be in terms of context. What you usually do is that the desired outcome, so the end product, is going to be just architecture, you know, without the people really, you don't really think about the people, but you just, you know, the architecture, how good it looks or the views, but when you talk about events and that the final product is eventful and you think about going around the place is eventful, then you actually capture the spirit of the place. And hence, it'll be a much better design than just without people, you know, you have to imagine with people, your design with people at the end, going through your spaces with people. So that is the reason why we do this project. This project is a vehicle, a way to, to for us to get in touch with ourselves and, and, going to the deeper meanings of those words that we take for granted, maybe with words that has been said before, but we never actually have to deal with them personally, personally so much like this in our design. 
So it is an exercise, a good exercise to actually get to grips with all these words and terms. And going back to this podcast topic of of context equals to people and relationships. Now, another thing that Kevin Mountlow always comment is also about relationships. Now, in going back into his quote, design is the conversation between um, creativity and context. For the design itself, when we're designing for people and the relationships, which remember that you that students of architecture they do relationship diagrams. They call them bubble diagrams, from the entrance to a space, a lobby, and then maybe to the pantry area or a courtyard, and then later to the main meditative space, which have ancillary spaces. And the pavilions. So there are these spatial relationships that have to happen. And it's straightforward for this project because it's a simple, in a way, it's a project that is a small project. Not simple in terms of the complexities of trying to, to actually touch, connect with your inner self to understand what is solitude, what is a contemplative space, a meditative space. That's a bit complex. But in terms of the um, the area, is kind of small-ish. And the function is to do with, to do with um, uh, a small-ish place. So, um, so the relationship is there. And then you see people either be on their own or with another person or with a group doing contem- uh doing congregational prayers or uh meditative activities so that's basically the um um the complexity of this project so the relationship that you also have with others to do this project is also important and actually um the conversation that you have with your tutors the defining and redefining of what for you to understand about this project and um it is kind of a solitary journey in a way but those have to be meaningful relationships meaning they help you in your understanding or they help you to actually think about things and reflect about things now this project is small, but the next project is going to be bigger and there'll be more. Uh, the events are going to be a bit more complicated, but it's less to do with the type of space that you, you have to design for is different. This one is to do with solitude and meditative space. That one is to do with um, uh, much more um, noisier spaces so we're not going to talk about that too much i mean the next project that students are doing so that will have a richer context in a way and and much more relationships happening uh for that one and um with a project that you don't really have um a client 
you're on your own trying to interpret things. Um, it is that is the difficulty. That is the challenge for students of architecture to actually have to do this type of project. Um, and when you think about places of prayer, uh, like a church or a mosque or a temple, um, when architects get a chance to do this sort of project, it is a challenge for them too. So what more for students of architecture? Now, this topic is discussed under those uh, examples that I've talked about. Um, this topic on uh, context first, form later. Because it is important to actually understand when a project is given to students of architecture, what happens what actually happens and what you want to achieve and and how the designer is coping with it. How the designer understood that it is an important thing to do. How the design can feel that they are drawn to be doing this project and this project is, is something that is necessary to be done. It is something that we don't usually think about. I mean, designing a house for a couple to live in with the dogs and cats. It's different in terms of the conversation that you have as opposed to designing for a meditative space. So these conversations are so important. And, um, and designing is not just... Designing is everything. You know, Designing is thinking, writing, drawing, ruminating, reflecting... Uh, having more dialogues, debating, arguing, finding, digging, searching, designing, which is the conversation between creativity and cre- creativity is that, digging and exploring and and just testing, experimenting. That's creativity. And creativity, creativity doesn't come out of nowhere. It is something that you, in the action you actively pursue, you know, there is a proactive um, action that you're doing constantly. And sometimes you just need to sit back and reflect. And sometimes you need to actively find something you have to use your hands and make models or take photographs, you know, write about it, journal about it. So creativity is so many things, reading a book, reading around it. So Students of architecture have to understand that, that, you know, you never stop learning. And even architects and people who are much, much, much older, um, towards the end of their lives, maybe, you know, in terms of in the 50s, 60s, they still have to learn. And, and you know, how would I design this contemplative, meditative space myself? How would I design it at the cliff? And and so um, so when we go back to creativity, the de- what creativity is, then then we just talk about context. So in conclusion, to the quotation by Low, design is the con- the conversation between creativity and context. In this regard, the second year project, which is to do with meditative space. We discussed about it. The next time we're going to have this conversation is about another 
setting or another context. We will use an example of a project. And as the third person observer, that is how it's going to be conveyed. You can look, oh, sorry, you can listen to all those podcasts that we've done interviewing students of architecture that's done their design thesis in talk architecture. You can check them out and you can listen to some of the interviews that was done there regarding how they tackled that project. So with that, I will conclude the session for today and do do um, come around to the next podcast. Thank you very much for listening. Take care.